welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Danger Room, the X-Men Comics Commentary Podcast. My name is um, Adam. Adam, this is Jeremy, and you sound as exciting as this story that we're about to read was. Yes, we're about to do uh, King Size Annual X-Men number four, which is the uh, August, well, what does it say? It doesn't, ha- it doesn't have a cover date. It's a 1980 issue. It was on sale August 5th, 1980, and uh, it is titled Nightcrawler's Inferno. Mm. You know, before we get into this quick, or er, quick, before we get into this issue, I'd like to quickly point a couple of things out, if you don't mind, Adam. No, no, you go right ahead. <laughs> all right. So first of all, uh, in the aftermath of the whole Dark Phoenix thing, which we just wrapped up last episode, uh, I had some time to go through my comic book collection in which I found a couple of copies of What If, and the two issues were What If uh, Phoenix Had Lived and What If Phoenix Had Rose Again. I think they're What Ifs Volume 2, 32 and 33. What If Phoenix Had Lived was part of the Dark Phoenix Saga book that I borrowed from the library. Did you read it? Um, no. Okay. I'm not going to really summarize it too much, but a lot of the things that we talked about in that episode as far as Chris Claremont's plot points is like as far as uh wanting Magneto to like corrupt her and all that sort of stuff was actually uh captured and put into uh what if X-Men number 32. So, it's my opinion that if you wanted to see a very condensed version of Chris Claremont's original vision, you could pick up what if volume two, number 32, what if volume number, or what if 33, uh, uh, Phoenix rose again, they tried to tie the Phoenix saga into days of future past and, uh, meh now, perhaps I will look into that issue before I return my library book. There you go. Get your money's worth out of that library book. Anyways, I just thought that was an interesting aside. Uh, I also thought that this was interesting in the... I actually have Phoenix the Untold Story uh, in comic book form, the actual comic book. And in there, um, the black and white picture of Scott standing over Jean as she's, like, putting her hand in the water is colored in that. Oh. Which is That's weird neat. because the masterworks and the omnibus, it's just inked and penciled. So, Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, there you go. Some things for uh, you listeners. Who, some Easter eggs for everybody to go check out. What color are Scott and Jean? I don't... They're black. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> I don't have the issue in front of me, Adam. I just know that there was colors on the page. Talk about the cover, Jeremy. Oh, uh, on the cover of this, it's got Doctor Strange. And like a Doctor Strangian type monster who's got uh, some tentacles surrounding uh, Wolverine, Colossus, Storm. And on the ground is uh, Professor X who's been knocked out of his wheelchair and who we can only assume is Kitty Pride holding on to the professor's arm. I had assumed at first that somebody wrapped the professor's legs in some sort of net, but... It's just a blanket. It does look like Spider-Man showed up and just like whipped some webbing around his legs. Beyond Dante's darksome doorway lies Nightcrawler's Inferno. So this must be a prelude to the 90s Inferno? Yes. It all started with Nightcrawler. (laughs) 
All right, sounds good. Uh, this cover was done by John Romita Jr. This is a very early John Romita Jr. in that he hasn't quite developed the style that he is now known for. He becomes a regular penciler on X-Men, doesn't he? Yeah, around the 300s. Oh, I thought he was in earlier, like... After John Byrne leaves, I thought John Romita Jr. comes in for a while. Maybe not. I'm... Maybe he does. It could be. Maybe the 300s was just when he came back. Could be. So we open this book up, and uh, we see that it is written by Chris Claremont, penciled by John Romita Jr., inked by Bob McLeod, I guess I would assume. Uh, Tom Morzachowski is lettered. Glennis Ween is coloring. Louis Jones, uh, Louise Jones is the editor. And Jim Shooter is still the chief. The chief of editing. Mm-hmm. And this first splash page is a very heavily inked Nightcrawler. In fact, tattooed on his forehead, it says Nightcrawler's Inferno. That would be a good name for a bar. <laughs> Nightcrawler's Inferno. Sure, two for one. Uh, drinks. What would the Nightcrawler drink be, Adam? Ooh. I think it would have to have, like, blue UV because Nightcrawler's blue. Oh, would that be a Banff? Well, a Banff would be purple, I would think, but a Nightcrawler would be a blue drink. Hmm. Although I think I threw out blue UV for the Banff because if you mix that with grenadine, then you'd get purple, but that would be a super sweet drink. <laughs> and I don't mean, like, sweet. I mean, like, oh, my gosh, there's so much sugar in here. Just like Nightcrawler. He's <laughs> so sweet. Anyways, in this splash panel, we get a little introduction to the mutant that we know as Nightcrawler. And for some reason, he is saying, what the? I can't disagree with that. Don't even try, Adam. (laughs) It turns out that uh, Nightcrawler has been surprised that all of his X-Men chums have thrown him a birthday party. He is uh, 21. Yes. As it turns out. Per his cake. But back then, he could drink at 18, so this 21st birthday is really not really much of a milestone. Kitty Pride, on the other hand, is only 13 and a half, and she's clearly downing some vodka. <laughs> she's wasted. She's got her top off. It's really disgusting. <laughs> um, yeah, at so, 13 and a half, would you actually send your child to some weird little school? It just it, seems a little early. Wasn't there some mental coercion, though, by Jean? Jean's dead. Well, I know, but prior to Jean dying, wasn't there a little bit of mental coercion? Madeline Pryor? <laughs> I don't think she's been introduced yet, Adam. She was in the classic X-Men. That's a good point. We're done with those, though. We don't have to talk about them anymore. Nobody seems to care that Jean's dead. No, everybody's actually pretty happy that it's Nightcrawler's birthday. Nobody's broken up over Jean. And nobody here, anyways, is... I don't. I don't even remember if Cyclops is mentioned in this issue. He is. Well, Storm does maybe once, but other than that... No, Nightcrawler mentions him. Okay. So this is definitely right after issue number 138 where Cyclops has left and we've had the funeral for Jean Grey. And Kitty Pride has arrived at the X-Mansion. Kurt opens some of his presents and he gets a picture of Wolverine and a hat and a suit. Well, or a, a, a dotted shirt with a stripy tie and some binoculars what i want to know some, some weights what do you think uh wolverine is eating in this panel here he is eating the turkey leg you can see the turkey in the first panel oh okay i didn't know if that was supposed to be a chicken or i mean that's a huge that's even for a turkey leg that's pretty huge 
It's a pretty big turkey if you look at the first <laughs> panel. It's practically Big Bird. <laughs> there they are eating Big Bird. Oh, Bird. Snuffleupagus walks up. I knew this would happen to you. Oh, Bird. And what Do is... Uh, Wolverine got Wolverine or uh, Nightcrawler the Wolverine picture or do you think the professor got it for him I don't know but either way like again I've said this in the past the Westchester school is supposed to be kind of an undercover place for the kids to go and kind of seclude themselves from mutants they would want to lay low and have a, a, a low cover profile why in earth is Wolverine or whoever giving Nightcrawler a picture of Wolverine in costume as a birthday present. Who took this photo? <laughs> Why is Wolverine so happy in it? <laughs> yeah, it's like Storm and Wolverine got together and they're like, okay, Wolverine, smile. We can take a photo of you. <laughs> we'll have it framed. We'll give it to Nightcrawler for his birthday. I think Wolverine's got such a huge ego, though, that this is like a selfie before selfies were selfies. So you think he took the photo? Oh, absolutely. He was just standing there with a 35 millimeter camera. <laughs> He took no, it to. I think, I think that Wolverine got Nightcrawler the weights, and the Professor got Nightcrawler the picture of Wolverine. Storm got Nightcrawler the hat. Uh, Colossus got Nightcrawler the binoculars, and, and um, Kitty got him the shirt. Yeah, Kitty got him the shirt. <laughs> okay, she didn't know what to get him. <laughs> and so, uh, Night or Colossus, who's very excited about this, wonders if Nightcrawler has opened all of the presents. And uh, the professor says, Not quite, Kurt. There seems to be one left, that black box. Danke, Professor. It, it looks as sinister as it, as it does stylish, a package after my own heart. Do you think it's from Scott? We haven't heard much from him since he left us. That's, that's okay. There's your Cyclops reference. That, I think that's the only one. I think, doesn't Storm compare herself to Cyclops at some point? Which is one more reference than we get of Gene. <laughs> yes. So he pulls out of this box a crystalline uh, sculpture of himself, which is a very evil-looking version of himself, too, I might add. <laughs> That's what If it was making a noise, that is the noise that it would be making. Oh, we should also mention that Kitty Pride does not feel comfortable around the X-Men yet. No. That's where she's drinking her vodka. Uh, the statue explodes with a mighty poof. It's not a very explosive type of sound. Poof. <laughs> it's a very big explosion for that sound effect. It does look pretty bad, though. His entire head is encased in smoke. That's what Colossus says, too. The blast caught Kurt in the face. Are you all right, Kurt? He's laying on the ground. Wolverine runs over to him, puts his head on his back to see if he can find a pulse. Uh, he says, not a peep. We'd better get him to the Medi-Lab fast. Why didn't they just call it a Med-Lab? Why do you, who do you think? Somebody had to say, like, no, this is not the infirmary. This is not a Med-Lab. This is the Medi-Lab. <laughs> <laughs> and you will refer to it thusly. Why did... Storm and Colossus grab each other. <laughs> They're like, we need to do something with our arms, and we don't know what that is, so let's grab each other. That is kind of goofy, isn't it? It's John oh Romita Jr. is like, I gotta have these characters doing something. Let's just have these two hug. There's a lot of this kind of thing, people doing stupid things in the background in this issue. Oh, yes. Yes, there is. So they roll uh, the Professor... 
to the Medilab. Colossus has Nightcrawler slung over his shoulder. They put him on the examination table, and uh, Storm apparently has really taken to this equipment, as the press professor says. Though as a child thief in Cairo, I was more familiar with electronic burglar alarms than medi-scanners. Medi-scanners. <laughs> Colossus is outside uh, pacing, it looks like. Uh, uh, Wolverine's Ki- drinking a beer and Kitty Pride is stuffing her face with popcorn. <laughs> she is double fisting it. She's got one hand next to her mouth with the other hand going in for more. she's not going to maintain that spunky figure of hers if she keeps doing that wolverine looks like he has pounded six beers already yes so storm pushes the professor out and says that kurt is beyond their help we did all we could but despite our best efforts he would not respond to treatment nightcrawler's dead that's not what i said i said he is no longer alive (laughs) <laughs> no, says Colossus as he buries his face in his hand. Wolverine smashes a hand. Yes, Wolverine smashes a beer bottle, uh, spilling beer onto Kitty Pride, who just kind of looks at the ground. She's sad. I ate too much popcorn. I have. A... I will. I will go conceal myself in Peter's arms. Peter, I have a belly ache. Duh. <laughs> Storm's like. Give me some of that popcorn. She's like, where'd all the popcorn go? This bowl is full. It's almost empty now. And what is Wolverine doing in this panel? He's turned away from everyone. He's like, he's drank so much beer that he's puking (laughs) right now. Uh, The professor turns around and says, uh, well, with that, uh, there's some calls I have to make and some special arrangements. So he's already preparing the funeral. Boy, the... I'm already 5,000. Exactly. Not and no mention of like oh, first Gene, now Nightcrawler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what have I done to these poor people? Like nothing like that. They're just Nobody, Yeah, you would think that anybody would be like, "Ah, oh, we just lost Gene." <laughs> nope. Uh, yep. And so there the, the accursed statue blew up and our friend is dead. There's no evidence of uh, organic or inorganic toxins. Or a psionic attack. They just don't know. Storm consoles Colossus by the window. Kitty sits on the table. Here here Storm thinks to herself, this is interesting, she thinks, some leader of the X-Men I am turning out to be. So this is our introduction to Storm being the leader of the X-Men is a thought balloon kind of buried into the midst of Nightcrawler's death. And it will never be referred to again. Well, in this issue. I know, but I mean... <laughs> It just seems like this could have been laid out a lot better with like, oh, a birthday celebration after the the death of our friend. Boy, boy, that's sad. And and Cyclops leaving us. Boy, we've got a lot to think about and a lot of changes. And Storm now being promoted to the leader. Boy, this is going to be an interesting time. Like all that could have been set up in the first couple of pages. Mm, But no. Wolverine goes and sits in a chair and looks sad. I'm out of beer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kitty walks to, I guess, a bedroom or something. She says that she never liked Nightcrawler much. He was always nice, but he looked so weird. Now I wish I'd liked him more. I wish he wasn't dead. (laughs) And so she, oh, she's answering the door. She's not going to her room. Actually, the doorbell doesn't even ring, so I don't know what's going on. She says, "Uh, guys, the doorbell's ringing. Oh, you'd think that we don't don't get a, we don't get a uh, sound effect cue. We get a verbal cue. 
That's weird. Uh, it's, it's Doctor Strange at the door, so he doesn't, you know, he psionically projected the ringing of the doorbell into Kitty's head. Okay, I'll buy that. Uh, the professor is behind Kitty and says, it's all right, Kitty, Doctor Strange is here at my request. So, hey, Where did the professor come from? He just shows up. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a stealth chair on right now. Kitty's hiding behind the door. No need to hide, young lady. I am a friend, really, says Doctor Strange. Once inside the Medi-Lab, Doctor Strange transforms his outfit to his superhero outfit. And Kitty says, Peter, look! Did I startle you, Kitty? My apologies. I simply concealed the illusion spell that makes me my sorcerer garb appear as normal clothes. That's my Doctor Strange. I don't know why. <laughs> Wolverine's all confused, like, spell? I thought you were a doctor. So he's never heard of Doctor Strange. I haven't, I, they haven't met, I don't think. It, so the professor was a defender once, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, the professor doesn't really talk much when he, well, ever. Uh, so <laughs> Doctor Strange, I'm not really familiar too much with Doctor Strange lore. Like, is he public? Like, does everybody in New York know that there's a guy who's magical named Doctor Strange? Or is he kind of uh, not public? The story that I know of Doctor Strange is just his origin story, where he was a doctor, like a, a, a medical doctor, and he was like super into himself, and he had to become less into himself to become Doctor Strange or something. He was like an alcoholic or something, and a surgeon, and he got into a car accident, and he lost the use of his hands, so he couldn't be a surgeon anymore. Wow, you know more than I do. I don't know where I came up with that, but I'm sure I read it somewhere. And then somehow he found some Agamotto stuff, and he was able to become Doctor Strange. But he, he still couldn't be a surgeon for some reason. So that's, there you go. That's what I know. Who would want to be a surgeon? You get to be Doctor Strange and stuff. No kidding. He uses his awesome eye of Agamotto to kind of medi-scan Kurt. Uh, learning that Kurt is not dead. He has just had his soul. His soul has just been stolen. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> the awesome eye of Agamotto will tell me what's going on here. Don't worry. My mystic eye. It senses another presence in the room by the hoary host of Agoth. This is why I didn't like Doctor Strange. Just too many weird words and people. The moment I began to work, I cast a spell of protection around the lab and the entire house. Yet now, some power, some entity passes through it with almost contemptuous ease. I must be on my guard. Behind me, X-Men! Yeah. If this is an attack. I will deal with it. Doctor Strange! <laughs> Who are you, spirit form? Why are you here? Speak, woman! Oh, it's a woman. If you truly be, Doctor Strange commands it! And the woman says that none can command Margali on the winding road. You are known to me, mage. The long and winding <laughs> road. Dun, dun, dun. That's like my least favorite Beatles song. Really? Did you? It, it wasn't supposed to have those, uh, those strings. I know. I've heard both versions. It's, it's better without the strings. Yeah. <laughs> it's still my least favorite song. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I just don't like that song. It is kind of McCartney at his sappiest. Yeah. Anyway, so Margali, she like turns into tentacles, and she, I guess Doctor Strange 
uh, says, you let Nightcrawler go or suffer the consequences. And Margoli's like, challenge accepted. We will duel in on sunset or sunrise or right now. Some tentacles come on out and they grab Doctor Strange and Colossus and Wolverine. And Wolverine tells Colossus to armor up. The sucker's dragging us toward that witch queen. And I, for one, ain't inclined to go. But they go. And Storm tries to rescue, well, she tries to get the professor and Kitty out of the room, which she succeeds to do, but then she gets grabbed by a tentacle as well. Storm, look out, the creature! The professor attempts to pull Storm to safety, but he's a feeble old man. Yeah, and nothing again like, no, no, first Gene, now Storm, I can't let this happen! (laughs) No, nothing, nothing at all, he just... Holds on to her. There's a lot of thinking. Storm's He's thinking. using his mental powers to augment his physical strength. That's I didn't know he could do that. I don't buy that. Like, I, I could see, like, uh, I mean, mind over matter is definitely uh, a thing. So I could see using your mental powers to, quote, unquote, augment the strength of somebody else. Just to kind of, like, give them that adrenaline rush or even say, like, uh... You are not, you feel like you're at your limit of your strength, but you are not. Maybe just to give you that little extra oomph. But I don't think he'd be able to do it to himself. Because then he'd know he was doing it to himself and be like, well, I'm telling myself I can't do this, but I know that I can't. So I can't do this. I am going to base all my disagreement with you on this word bubble in which he says he can. Okay. (laughs) I still don't buy it, even though he's (laughs) saying it. He's just a crazy old man. Storm the door feels- slams behind them, and suddenly, uh, well, Kitty Kitty Pride can't hear anything, so she pokes her head through the door, and then she enters the room, and the professor freaks out. Catherine Pride, return to me at once. You're untrained in your powers. If you run into serious trouble, you might not be able to cope. Get out of my head, professor. Quit yelling, will ya? It hurts. <laughs> All she wanted to do was see what happened to Aurora and the others. She was trying to help, trying to act like a real X-Man. They're gone, Professor. All of them. Aurora, Wolverine, Peter, Kurt, the Doctor, gone. Like they'd never even been here. Adam, she's not six. She's 13 she, and a half. She's, she's a little slow. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, where did Margali and her pet monster do with them, Professor? Where did she? I don't know if I don't even think I can do that voice, Adam. I think you're going to be the sole <laughs> Kitty Pride voice of this show. Where did she take the X Men? Part the second, and that's when you already know that this is going to be a sh- crappy story. Anytime they do part the second or part the third, you know that they're just trying to be fancy, but it's not going to work. You want to know how I knew it was going to be a crappy story? Uh, how? Doctor Strange showed up. Annual. (laughs) Not all annuals are bad. Name one good annual. Uh, the one with Mojo and the Baby X Men. X Men Annual Eight. Is that in continuity? Absolutely, it's the first appearance of Longshot. Uh, I don't know. I probably hated it. Oh, it's a great issue. (laughs) All right. Anyways, back to this. Uh, there's a quote from Dante's Inferno. Threw me the way to the... <laughs> <laughs> Kitty Pride is there some for some reason reading it. Uh, Abandon every hope, ye that enters, how that whole 
thing ends. The X-Men and Doctor Strange wake up. They're wondering where they were. Uh, and guess who else wakes up? It's Nightcrawler! Hey, he's not dead. Yay. Doctor Strange uh, seems to recognize this place, and he says that it can't be, he thinks to himself. Would you believe we're in hell? What? They are not just in hell, but they are in Dante's classic poem, The Inferno's Version of Hell. The epic chronicled Dante's descent into the pit and his eventual me meeting with Satan himself. So apparently in the Marvel Universe, Dante's Inferno is a true story. Uh, yeah, it's a biography. Sure. Why not? It's me, my, or he, me, my girl, he wants. Me, she hates. Why did she involve the X-Men? Hmm. So Nightcrawler thinks that to himself, so clearly he knows what's going on. The other interesting thing to note is, uh, I guess Wolverine had his costume in his back pocket or something, because he's... <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. Well, he must have been wearing his shirt underneath his shirt. I disagree, but... because if you look at this very first panel, his shirt is ripped and there's flesh color underneath it. Oh, you're right. So <laughs> he, he was just carrying it. His suit... Uh, folds up really, really small. And what's worse is that we saw in the previous issue that his mask is like it's not fold upable. Mm -mm. It's solid. It's like a yeah, it's like a hard piece of felt or canvas or whatever. But it's definitely not like a floppy mask or anything. So where does he keep it? <laughs> I don't know, Adam. Uh, uh. Anyways, if that was the maybe worst he, thing in this issue, he's got it would like be okay. a cloak and dagger, like cloak. Oh, he's got an image inducer for his costume. Yeah. So the, the doctor, Doctor Strange. I'm not gonna say the doctor because then you might confuse this with actually a good doctor. Exactly. So Doctor Strange leads him out to a, a lake of purple. Where they meet Charon. Lord Charon, what? right? What? Lord? What? I don't know. He's not Lord Charon here, but I might be confusing this with a video game. Somewhere in the recesses of my memory, I remember somebody being referred to as Lord Charon. Oh, wait. It was, was that the Dante's Inferno video game? <laughs> I don't believe I've played the Dante's Inferno video game. There is one. It just came out like uh, a couple years ago. You're kidding me. And it was, it's, it's you know, it's got... The latest of, of, yeah, somebody actually, like, you know, used up-to-date modern graphics, and it's, like, Dante's Inferno. And uh, for, this must have been, like, four years ago or something. But What are we doing reading this comic book? We should just be playing that. <laughs> Apparently, it's a fighter game. Oh. So you go through the, the nine levels of hell, and you punch stuff. <laughs> well, that's actually, actually kind of clever, I suppose. Apparently, it's good, but I've I've never actually played it. I'm at a disadvantage because I've never actually read Dante's Inferno. Have you, Adam? So I have, yes, but this is long, long, long ago. Okay. I don't remember anything but the basic details. Well, Charon is a boat dude, and he boats them across the boat place. His eyes are on fire. They are. And they show up at uh, Minus? Minus? Minos. Minos. It looks like a... It looks like uh, that uh, a casino that you would find in hell. I, it's like the cantina <laughs> from Star Wars. Exactly. They start playing music. It's a hive of villainy and scum inside of there. 
Colossus walks hey. in, an alarm goes off, and the bartender says, You're a droid. He has to wait outside. Doctor Strange turns yes. to him and says, We don't want any trouble. Colossus says, I wholeheartedly agree. I just watched Star Wars yesterday because it was May the 4th be with you. Oh. <laughs> so I'm filled with Star Wars. <laughs> You're filled with Star Wars. <laughs> filled with Star Wars. Anyways. Welcome in. Bienvenue, says Minos, as they meet Minos. Minos or Minos. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's Minos. <laughs> and despite his appearance, he is the guardian of the gate of hell. So he's a he's he's like a 1950s guy in a tuxedo and a he's got like a corsage thing. Apparently Dante described him differently, but he says, Times change, compadre, showing his mastery of various languages. Yes. He's whatever he needs to be for whatever the time period is. He says that Storm is yum and touches her, creeping her out. And then he also says that Nightcrawler is also not so bad himself, creeping him out. Wolverine thinks to himself, Roro and Kurt look like that meanest creep just turned their souls inside out. I've never seen him so shaken. I ain't standing for any more of this. And then he does nothing. Is this like the first... Uh, a, a p- appearance of like multi-gender sexuality. Yes, quite possibly. At least in the in an X-Men comic book. Interesting. I'm just not sure why Wolverine says I ain't standing for this any more of this. And then, let's see, three pages go by, four pages before Wolverine actually does something about it. Yeah, I don't know. They spend an awful long time on this Minos guy. Uh. Some some tentacles come out and grab Nightcrawler and throw him out, I guess. And Storm runs to the rescue uh, into one of the levels of hell. I guess the second level? I don't know. Second circle of hell. A place of Stygian darkness where the great winds churn in the air as the mightiest storms do the sea. Something like that. There's a hurricane that comes out of nowhere and she's worried that she's going to lose... Kurt, and then they get they get attacked by harpies. Yeah, and um, Storm can't really fight the harpies because she's also got to hold on to Nightcrawler. But then she realizes that Nightcrawler can teleport, but only if he's able to see where he's teleporting to. So she creates a wind tunnel that allows Nightcrawler to see all the way back to where Minos was, which is stupid. Yeah, and then as she's doing all of that, a harpy flies up from behind her and stabs her in the back, and she descends deeper into hell. The last sound she hears are Minos laughter and her own primal never-ending scream. And also Bamf. <laughs> Meanwhile, Wolverine, who is not taking any more of this, is just standing there. He's still taking it, but he's he's just about done taking it, Adam. You just wait. It's going to oh, be, oh yeah. when he cuts loose, oh man, everybody watch out. There's going to be little pieces of Minos everywhere. <laughs> pieces of Minos. <laughs> it's a it's my new entree that I'm working on, pieces of Minos. Uh, he speaks some more foreign language. I don't really know what it is, probably Latin, but it says, uh, it uh, is so willed where will and power are one and ask no more. That's probably a quote from Dante's Inferno. And uh, Nightcrawler, or Colossus points out that Nightcrawler is back. So Colossus knows that Wolverine is concerned about Nightcrawler. Wolverine, Doctor, look, Nightcrawler. I will do nothing here. 
but talk about Nightcrawler. Uh, Nightcrawler's never ported so far. Non-stop. Almost didn't make it. A weak effort. Just, uh, it's an effort just to breathe. And he wonders where Storm is. She said she'd follow. And, uh... Uh, Minos, who in a number of these panels has had kind of a uh, silhouette of a horned winged man, says, saying is do is one thing, doing is something else. Oh, I lost you. No, you didn't lose me. I sent you a text. Oh, so this is what he says. Volsi coscola dove si puote cio che si vuole e più non dimandare. That's easy for him to say, but what he really meant to say was, so will there wear his power to what you want and ask no more. That's close. <laughs> it's close to what Claremont had written on the page. Of course, Google Translate is a literal translation of those words. I think it loses something in the translation, but whatever. Maybe Google Translate is often uh, not quite correct, yeah. as I've discovered learning Spanish this semester. Oh, really? Yeah. I believe It doesn't I think always get ten its tenses correct. Right. Sure. Um, anyways, so uh, Nino says that she's below in whatever circle that's appropriate for her. She'll be there forever unless someone goes to get her out. So this story has changed from saving Nightcrawler to now saving Storm. And that's when Wolverine finally steps in. That tears it. I'm tired of you bubbing your smarmy voice and your sleazeball act. Like my pal Petey says, we're going after Roro. For your sake, she better be all right. Because if she isn't, you and me are going to meet again. Only then I'll be mad. Real mad. And won't, what will happen you, to you just won't bear thinking about. This is a terrible dialogue. <laughs> it's bad. Are you... What will happen to you just won't bear thinking about. That's uh, a real threat there, Wolvie. Are you threatening me, little man? Because I can't tell. Because you're using a lot of words that are just jumbled up together. Yup. <laughs> Wait, yup, you're threatening me? Or yup, you're <laughs> using a bunch of words that are all jumbled up together? I, I didn't catch that. Want to make something of it? <laughs> <laughs> I, make something of what? I, I don't understand. I, am I, Doctor Strange, am I being threatened? <laughs> I don't know. This ain't your fight, Doc, but we sure could use your help. You seem to know your way around this place. Will you join us? Or do you just want to hang out here? <laughs> <laughs> My dear Wolverine, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Seriously, does he need to invite Doctor Strange? Who Doctor Strange has already admitted that he can't get them back. Right. So what is he going to do? Just hang out with Minos? Uh, Minos and I are going to play some cribbage. Uh, you guys can do whatever it is you want to do. And when you're ready to live or leave... Well, well, we'll deal with that when we get there. So they all, uh, the, well, the doctor's also kind of like something doesn't add up. There's no psychic sense of fundamental evil. And of all places, of especially hell, should reek of fundamental evil. So he's not sure what's going on. So the X-Men, I guess it's just Colossus, Nightcrawler, and Wolverine at this point, with Doctor Strange descend into the first circle of hell? No, the third. Okay. Uh, past... Uh, their descent from Minos Palace into the pit, past the second circle, and into the third, a place of cold, remorseless, driving rain. Here reside the gluttons. This area is not gluten-free. <laughs> yeah, and... Wolverine thinks to himself, I ain't seen weather like this since Italy. That bloody winter blew below Monte Cassino. I hated it then, I hate it now. I don't know that we'll ever see wolverine's time in italy i'm unfamiliar with this that's just like a little seed that chris claremont planted that never germinated 
Yeah, I think so. Uh, they come face to face with the three-headed dog Cerebus. This I remember from Dante's Inferno. Ooh, who can forget uh, the three-headed but dog? I, but I thought it was at a lower level. I could be. Wolverine slashes its guts out, essentially. Uh, Bad but, move, pooch. I've been aching for a chance to use my claws since we hit this berg. And Cerebus runs away. Yipe, 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 yipe. Oh, I just said the Cerebus instead of Cerberus. What is it? It's it's Cerberus, but I was referring to Cerebus the Aardvark. Oh, I probably mispronounced it. No, I I don't know. You you probably had it right. I was just Cer- Cerebus was a good comic. I did we call do that one next. I did do Cerebus. I've never read Cerebus. I'm familiar with it, but I've never read it. It's it's very good. I mean, well, actually, it's. It starts out very kind of okay, and then it gets really good for like a couple hundred issues, <laughs> and then it gets really not very good at all. Hmm. Well, that's a couple hundred episodes or issues. That's a that's a good run. But the the issues that are good are really good. It just at some point Dave Sim finds religion and also decides that he hates women. Oh, so it's very confusing that's a good that's a, that's an interesting combination right there and uh yeah it it it, it just takes a completely different like it, it goes from becoming this kind of satire and satirical kind of sharp-witted uh really well-written story to this kind of religious awakening stuff that doesn't really interest me maybe it interests somebody else but not me uh, Doctor Strange thinks to himself that they're doing too far, uh, they're doing too well thus far, and he does not like it. Um, or maybe they are just that good, but, uh, he definitely has his doubts as to what's going on here. Speaking of Cerebus. <laughs> yeah. There was Wolf Roach. Remember Wolf Roach? I remember seeing issues of Wolf Roach, but not buying them. Mm. And I, I think... The only reason I didn't buy them is because comic books at that time cost 75 cents, and these particular issues were going for like $1.50. And I was like, whoa, $1.50 for a comic book? No way. I don't know. I know at some point those issues were worth quite a lot of money, but I doubt they still are. They were within my grasp at one point. They were on a shelf. I think there's only three of them, aren't there? Yeah, well, he got sued. Oh, well. But that didn't stop him. Then he created Punisher Roach. <laughs> It just kind of made him do even worse things. But, yep, they were in my grasp. I, I never read them. I didn't take them off the shelf, but I could have. Darn it, I could have. Who else does he do? He does he does a lot of different characters. I'm pretty sure there's a cable roach, <laughs> and he's got tiny feet. Of course he does. <laughs> uh, Wolverine's concerned about his temper now that they're in the fourth circle of hell, the ev. Vericious. They did a lot of stuff in Cerebus with the, the Marx Brothers, too. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Groucho Marx is, like, one of the main characters. I get the sense that you're just not into this issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, are we talking about X-Men? Unfortunately, we're talking about X-Men Annual 4. <laughs> uh, so they get attacked. Yay! Somewhere in hell. Something spiky comes out of the fifth circle of hell and hits... Colossus in the chest, but it shatters. It's Kang! <laughs> what is he doing here? Um, they're getting attacked by some dudes on top of a fiery wall. They tell Nightcrawler to pour it up there, and he does, but then, oh, there he is. I, I see where he appeared. 
He teleports in the middle of a crowd of this army, a demon horde defending the walls. Colossus, fastball special, throw me after him. Let's go, people. Yeah. And Doctor Strange uh, holds up his devil horns, and he's like, yeah. we need to rock out quick. <laughs> and he Those about to rock. <laughs> and he casts a spell, and some things start on fire. And So much for that idea. Anybody else got suggestions? I'm out. We can't attack that wall or we can't attack that wall again. That's suicide. What is happening here in that same panel with Colossus and Nightcrawler? I mean, Colossus, ah, Wolverine and Doctor Strange. Well, Doctor Wolverine fell off the wall. Yeah. And Doctor Strange grabbed him and is now lowering him to the ground. <laughs> this is such an odd position for those two. Strange. <laughs> But he is Doctor Strange, after all. That's a good point. So they find a gate, and um, uh, Doctor Strange says that that gate should be open. And Colossus is like, be patient, comrade. It will be screwed. I'm good at opening doors. <laughs> I finally find something I'm good at. So he <laughs> opens up the gate, and it explodes with a loud room. And he gets blasted backwards. The demons that they were fighting earlier, they are fleeing away. Doctor Strange is like, that doesn't make any sense. Colossus is a pure, noble spirit, but he's still human. In the true hell, he should not have been able to smash these gates. And that takes us to part the third. There is a place in hell called Malabolgi. <laughs> Malabolge. It is the eighth circle of hell. Uh, Wolverine says, hey, uh, why, don't, why don't you tell us something about this circle, uh, Doctor Strange, so that maybe we can get some sort of lead. And then he mentions that here you'll find panders, seducers, flatterers, simonists. And he explains that simonists are churchmen who use their holy office for personal gain. Diviners, they're false prophets, frauds and con artists, hypocrites and thieves. My feeling is, as I was reading this, I got the Simonist, and I was like, what's a Simonist? And then I saw the parentheses, and I was like, oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so my feeling is that Chris Claremont wrote this, and he's like, oh, man, 12-year-olds are going to be reading this. They're not going to know what a Simonist is. Or yeah, a... he could have just skipped those, but... Yeah. What? What? Thieves? Yes, in the seventh bowl, Gia. That's it. That's got to be it. So Wolverine has derived since Storm is a thief, or at least she was a thief in Cairo, she must be at this particular circle of hell because that's where the thieves go. Not sure why he's popped his claws at this point, but he has. Yep. So he jumps into a pit full of snakes and then sees her writhing amongst the snakes. There's a whole bunch of people writhing amongst the snakes, and they the people refuse to attack the snakes even though they could definitely overpower the snakes yep and when they find storm uh wolverine or nightcrawler teleports down there and turns storm around to see her but she is ugly and hideous and has messed up face and teeth and fingernails it's more than he can stand so when she leaps to claw his eyes out he does not even try to defend himself did you know that uh, Doctor Strange uses the crimson bands of Sidorak? I was about to point that out. Yeah. So he is apparently related to Juggernaut. Yeah. 
Bands of crimson energy. I can't move. Quickly, the two are bound by the crimson bands of Sidorak conjured by Doctor Strange. Yeah, weird. Anyways. There are different bands of Sidorak, though. Well, there's multiple bands of Sidorak, but Sidorak links them all. Because didn't we actually see Sidorak, like the the guy Sidorak? Yeah, we did at some point. Yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe there's like it's bands in the sense like a rock and roll band. <laughs> it's a cover band. It's a Sidorak cover band. Yeah, this is like this is just one of the many crimson bands of Sidorak. This one is uh, named Doctor Strange and the Strangeoids. <laughs> oh, that's a good name. Colossus is like. This isn't Storm. Where is she, witch? Answer me. Tell us what you've done with Storm, or by all I hear, hold dear, I'll dot, dot, dot. Wolverine walks up petting a snake. (laughs) Yeah. He's holding it, and he's actually petting it. The snake is, like, all spindly, and, like, his arms are, like, flailing all about. And he's like, guess what? This is Aurora. Deal with it. (laughs) Deal with it. This is what's happening right now. So I guess what Doctor Strange, I think it's Doctor Strange, derives is that if you can get them together, they will meld souls or something. Yeah, the snake has to bite the witch, yeah, and it'll turn Storm back. Nightcrawler puts his hands, his head in his hands. He doesn't want to see this. Uh, Doctor Strange is just disgusted. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe what I'm watching here. So I guess the the snake went into Storm's body and Storm went into the snake's body? Yeah, I guess so. Something like that. And so they transmogrify or whatever and Storm's like, I I melted, I landed hard, a stunned lizard came by me and I became a lizard, small, unspeakable, foul, no mind, things I did, things I saw, horrible. Doctor Strange comforts her by putting his giant cloak around her. <laughs> I know. Are you all right, Aurora? Getting there slowly but surely. So a couple of minutes later, she's fine. And they're going to go get Satan. Let's go get Satan! <laughs> the all-new comedy starring Jim Belushi. It's another stupid pose of Doctor Strange being all like, whoop, la-di-da. It does look like uh, he's like pirouetting or something. Colossus is grabbing his arm in this panel. My arm, it's very heavy. <laughs> I don't know. So they're is all like, I cannot stand the rock music. <laughs> I, I guess they're at the final ring. And for some reason, Wolverine is holding on to Storm. So I guess she's not better yet. No, she, yeah, she's working her way there. But uh, It starts snowing and icing, and then Colossus smashes all the ice. Yeah, the bottom level of hell is icy. I remember that. I guess Nightcrawler was sucked into the ice or something. Yeah, he sucked and into the ice. it up like some crazy pretzel. Yeah. And Colossus is able to rescue Nightcrawler from the ice, but he is shivering, freezing. Give, him, give me your cloak, Doctor, to warm him at once. Meanwhile, Doctor Strange has his cloak around Storm still. Like, what one, man? Storm or Nightcrawler? They're both cold. Everybody's uh, cold. A three-headed monster with, like, nine horns, I think, comes out and is holding a bunch of other monsters. And he's like, who dares the Wagner speck is mine to be punished as ordained by the laws of man and God? Is that your Satan voice? Yes. I wish it was deeper and rumblier, but it's not. 
You can edit and post. <laughs> I doubt that will happen. Goddess, who is that? Says Storm. Nightcrawler, or she's Doctor Strange. Says Satan. This is the end. No, Nightcrawler, fiend. This may be, but Satan, it is not. Well, I guess it was Behold Nightcrawler. its true aspect. I am Margali, she who walks the winding road. Remember? Sing it, Adam. Long and winding road. This is my least favorite Beatles song. Have I mentioned that before? Have you heard the version without the strings? I have. I also don't like that version. It's overproduced. For some reason, Margali does not know why the X-Men are here. <laughs> How came you here and why? Oh, any why. Uh, and some woman who in the next panel looks like Jeannie from I Dream Jeannie, says, I brought them, mother! Yes, John Ramita Jr., not quite a very good designer of costumes. Nope. <laughs> Actually, Mar Margali looks just like Princess Leia. Yeah? She's, she's, got, the, she's got the buns, she's got the uh, the, the basic uh, uh, dress. And when you say buns, you mean the hair buns, not not the butt. I, I do. <laughs> uh, yep. And uh, and she says, I deceived them into thinking you were responsible. I hoped you could stop. Uh, I hoped they could stop you from committing a terrible wrong. And Nightcrawler recognizes this person as Jemaine. No, wait. I, see, this, is, this made no sense to me because I deceived them into thinking you were responsible. But if she wasn't responsible, then who was? Hmm. I have no idea. Because <laughs> she was responsible. <laughs> By this time in the story, I'm like, there's like four pages left. Can we just burn through this thing? <laughs> I was not thinking about that at all. I just didn't care. Uh, Doctor Strange is like, stay back, X-Men. This is my kind of fight, even though this is your comic book. <laughs> uh, Jemaine reveals that she loves Nightcrawler and gets froze, turned into an ice statue for it. And yeah, that's when... That's when Doctor Strange jumps in. We have no idea, though, as the reader, who Jemaine is, do we? No. No. We don't no. have any idea who any of these people are. No. No clue. All right. So, uh, Doctor Strange... woman is not evil. I'll stake my life on that. Why is she doing this? Regardless, her power is awesome. I'll need all my wits and skill to beat her. So they it's fight... It's a battle of legend. One that, quickly, one that all too quickly becomes a draw. I hate it when they say it's a battle of legend, and it's literally just one panel. <laughs> like a battle of legend is like three pages of just awesome drawings and action. Or at least a splash page. Something. Nightcrawler has had enough. Stop it. Stop it. No more, please. No more blood. No more pain. Not on my account. And then she, uh, Margali says, my quarrel is with you. And in, a, in an eye for an eye, you, you murdered my son. And uh, Nightcrawler says, yep, I did. But... The Eye of Agamotto will tell the truth about what really happened. It's kind of weird here because he's like... Margali knows what it is. He's like, I did kill your son. And everyone's like, you did? And he's like, yep. And they're like, all right. Well, let's see what Eye of Agamotto has to say about all this. <laughs> like, nobody's like, Kurt, you monster. Ashtur. She summoned the Eye with, with just a gesture. I couldn't prevent it. Who is this woman? Let the eye of truth pierce the veils of time and space. Let shadows walk and memories speak. And in the background, Storm says, Wolverine, what's happening? Wolverine's like, how the hell am I supposed to know? <laughs> You've seen exactly what I've seen. Why would I know more than you? I, I just like his answer. Beats me, babe. <laughs> so it turns out that, uh, who's the kid? What's his name? The son. 
The infant Kurt Wagner, barely an hour old, found beside his dying mother, which will be redconned, I presume, taken in by the gypsy witch queen Margali Cesardos and raised as one of her own. She has three children, Kurt, Jermaine, and Stefan. And Stefan and Kurt are blood brothers. And Stefan says, look, if I ever uh, turn to the dark side, you have to promise to kill me. I want to point one thing out here. When Wolf, when Nightcrawler first sees Jemaine, he calls out Jemaine, J-I-M-A-I-N-E. When he tells the story, it's spelled J-E-M-A-I-N-E. Well, you know, it's the Eye of Agamotto that's telling the story, and the Eye of Agamotto has never been known to be very good about spelling. Oh, got it. <laughs> yeah, so the guys, this is such a weird blood pact for them to make, too. Like, Adam, do you remember when you and I were out once when we were kids? And I was like, Adam, if I ever turn evil, promise you'll kill me. Do you remember when we did that? Yeah, do you remember how I was like, okay, but you have to kill me if I ever start a podcast. Oh, I, st- I still haven't done that yet. Well, at the time, I was like, what's a podcast? <laughs> and so it turns out that he did become evil. Stefan was... One whole panel later. <laughs> yes, he liked doing bad things, and when Kurt witnessed a bad thing, he had to follow up on his oath. And so he didn't... So he, he, hadn't, he didn't mean to right. kill him, but he had slain his brother. Nonetheless, he'd kept his vow, and it had broken his heart. He was returning to, tell, to camp to tell Margali what he'd done when cut to giant size X-Men number one, and he gets chased by a mob, and Professor X saves him. Feel like this is already a retcon of a different story. <laughs> like I feel like we've already read like an hour before the professor found me. I was running from the villagers because they thought I was evil. I don't know. Wasn't that a classic X Men thing though? I thought so. I, I don't know. So there's been like multiple. One, one, of the, one of the backup classic X Men. Does anybody really care why Nightcrawler was running from the villagers? It's just because you look like a demon. Isn't that enough? Yeah, for me, it was totally enough. Like, this this makes sense. People are changing the demon. They don't understand him. They just want to kill him. Well, so Margali's like, oh, Stefan, my poor son. Okay, it's not your fault, but I'm still mad at you. <laughs> but I'm not going to kill you. Why didn't you confide in me? I could have helped you, saved you, Kurt, my son. I hated you with all my heart. I was wrong. I'm sorry. I'm not going to wait for you to answer why you couldn't confide in me. I'm said I'm just going to continue talking and then disappear. I created a facsimile. Oh, by of, the way, I forgive you. <laughs> I created a facsimile of Dante's hell to be your eternal prison. What a waste. <laughs> That's how I feel about this annual. <laughs> and so she disappears uh, all as well. They all beam back to the mansion. And uh, Jermaine is like, bye, mom. Hi there, sexy. Remember me? And Nightcrawler's like, you're my sister. What's wrong with you? <laughs> They're not blood related. Well, whatever. <laughs> you're my foster looks sister. Like, looks like my crazy gamble paid off, huh? Everything worked out for the best. You almost crazy. got us. What crazy gamble is she talking about? I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I think the crazy gamble was that Margali wanted to kill nightcrawler for nightcrawler killing stefan but mm-hmm. this crazy i don't know adam i really What's the gamble <laughs> i don't the know Margali sent the crystal of nightcrawler which steals his soul sending him into the nine realms of hell but what what the heck did jermaine do 
Are you sure Jermaine didn't send her the crystal to like? No, but that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I have no the, idea. Mark Garley didn't do anything. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, Nightcrawler, bad Chris Claremont, bad. <laughs> I, he was not. He, he he wrote this in like two hours uh, after like a quart of vodka. Like he was not. At the top of his game when he put this episode together or this issue together. Uh, but anyways, Nightcrawler uh, addresses Jemaine and says, how did you find me? I searched for you, but you'd vanished as well. I thought you hated me for what I did. And she says, hated you? Far from it. I have a confession, Kurt. These last months I've been getting closer to you than you think as poof. Amanda Sefton. Whoa, she totally transforms from I, Gina, I dream of genie into a vagina into Amanda Sefton. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, so when she's Jermaine, does she have like a totally different voice too? <laughs> like there was no clues that this was also Amanda Sefton. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Amanda cut your girlfriend. Oh boy, he looks very happy about this. <laughs> Oh, boy. <laughs> this is too fantastic to be true. You're my sister and my girlfriend. Now I don't have to explain to you why I have a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, boy. All the things we've done together, and I never suspected. Are you angry with me? I suppose I should be, but I feel so happy. What about the present? And, and that's when they all crush Amanda Sefton. Yeah, she's gone. Like yeah, her she, legs she, are she, there, but her head is gone. Her legs, but no head, and I don't know, Kurt's around her, and Colossus, and strangely, what's really weird is that Colossus has metal arms, but a regular head. <laughs> that is weird. I didn't think he could do that. <laughs> Clearly, in this issue, he can. Uh, I never accepted like mom. Kurt on the back. I never accepted like you did, or like mom did, that you killed Stefan in cold blood. As I got closer to you as Amanda to learn the truth, but even after I became convinced I couldn't sway mother. So let me ask you this. Is Amanda Sefton Amanda Sefton or is she Jermaine? Well, she's Jermaine. So, but I don't think she ever goes back to being Jermaine. Like, I think she remains Amanda Sefton forever. I think so, too, because I also don't think Margali ever appears again or this story ever gets referenced again. <laughs> For some reason, Margali sounds familiar, but but I don't know, maybe not. But I don't think... Return. <laughs> well, I, I was desperate, so when she made her move, I made mine. The rest is history. I really am sorry, X-Men, if there'd been any other way. So, again, what's the question is, what was her move? What did she do? Somehow, I mean, I, I get the implication is that she convinced the X-Men to join, to go to hell to save Kurt. But I don't understand how. Because they would have done that anyway. Because that's what Doctor Strange was there for. Brother, I don't get it either. So maybe she was the tentacles. Maybe that was it. I love you, Jermaine. Always have. Always will. So when Margali appeared in the Medilab, that was actually Jermaine. You think so? That's the only thing that makes sense to me. I'm just a little creeped out. Like, I know that there's no blood between these two people. But, I mean, they grew up together. Since he was an hour old... They've been essentially raised by the same mother as siblings. All right, this is totally an inside joke between you and I, but you saw Ator. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> there was no blood between them either, Adam. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, they had their parents' approval. <laughs> That's true. She's uh, not your sister. <laughs> oh, good. You can be married. 
Nightcrawler says, I'd be more de- de- demonstrative about it, but I don't want to set a bad example for Kitty. <laughs> ha! She says. A family of gypsy sorcerers, the son evil, the daughter good, the mother enigma, whose power and ability rival my own. I must learn more of this in my own comic book called Doctor Strange. Uh, speaking of the kid, she she looks pretty out of it. Ain't hardly surprising she's shy. She doesn't know where she stands yet, apart from the X-Men or part of it. That's a real lonely place to be. This is the first time we see Wolverine as a fatherly, fatherly type figure or like a, a big brother or father type yeah. figure. Hey, Pumpkin, what are you doing over there with Chuck when you should be over here with us? Because <laughs> Chuck ain't no X-Man. <laughs> You're an X-Man, ain't you? Huh? I am? And Chuck looks really kind of, is looking at Kitty like all creepy too. I, I don't know if you should go over by that nasty man. Maybe I have some candy in my pocket. <laughs> Kitty. I guess I. I mean I. I suppose I. Wow. <laughs> She's Peter's a, wonderful. <laughs> she thinks to herself. She's a nice kid, but for a genius, real slow on the uptake, you know. And he makes the little dingy symbol with his finger. Puts his arm on Kurt's shoulders. Amanda's still holding Kurt. Her trouble, Wolverine, is that unlike you, she speaks English, which makes no sense. (laughs) What a cut. Score one for the big guy, Nightcrawler says. Yeah, that wasn't much of a cut. Madness. Utter madness is wonderful. I wish Jean was here to see it, says Storm. (laughs) (laughs) Your students have a right to celebrate, Charles, in Margali's facsimile hell. They face the ultimate in despair and emerge triumphant. They are heroes. They, my dear Stephen, are the X-Men. Wow. Worst annual ever. That was, that was, that was rough. Archon was better than that. That's true. That was totally better. (laughs) Uh, I'm so glad that that's over. Um, There's a letters page to this one in which people respond to, uh, you know, various, uh, reactions to uh, uh, Jean Grey dying. So which is at least it, somebody responds to Jean Grey dying. Well, which is interesting because when do you think this particular issue came out? Well, we know it came out in August of, two th- uh, of 1980, but when did the death of Phoenix come out? Well, you know, two months prior. This issue came out at the, the same month as 139. Oh, okay. 139 also has a letter page dedicated to reactions from 137. Because okay. it was my experience that generally the letters were like two months or two issues or three issues in some cases behind the actual issue. Well, they refer to it at the end of 139. They say, we we decided to put all the Phoenix letters in now because we got so many of them. Yeah. I read a few of them. There's a lot of people that were like, this is the greatest literary thing you've ever done to this is the most horriblest thing you could think of. What were you thinking? And the one, there was the one like, my little sister reads these comics and you <laughs> have destroyed like her life. <laughs> yeah. So breaking new ground they were. So now we're going to turn our attention to the classic X-Men backups. Oh, wait, we don't have any. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, did you like this story? Let's just get this over with, man. Oh, all right. Until next time, the danger room is closed. (laughs) Ugh.